the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. Here he is, Michael Savage. Good morning. How are you? Depressing news of the day. It's post-July 4th blues. Let's look at the news. Okay, where do I begin? Well, let's go and begin with the greatest tabloid, the New York Post. Okay, continue without supporting. you got to click off the ads. Bottle shock. Here we go. Murdoch's at it again. Flight to Caribbean turns into bloody nightmare as a broken wine bottle used to attack flyer video. Drunken partying on a British Airlines flight. What else? To the Caribbean escalated violence. When a passenger smashed the wine bottle during our then used a glass to stab a fellow flyer in front of the other petrified rocks. So now let's see if we see a picture of who did it. First, I'm going to look for race. That's the first thing. Caught on video stabbing a fellow passenger using a broken wine bottle. Well, let's see. We see a white and a black, drunken partying, British nightmare, unidentified passenger. Went to the galley, grabbed the bottle, smashed it during the argument. Used the shadow bottle to stab the other pair. Blah, blah, blah. The row turned into a pushing and shoving. Blah, blah, blah. Identified. We can't see a thing. They've eliminated race. Race only matters when they want to take your job away from you. Race doesn't matter when a crime is committed. They show the galley. They show the broken glass. Passengers have slammed British Airways providing attacker with too much alcohol. Okay. Main aggressor, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's British. Don't they drink and fight? Tacker flung the bottle into the ceiling. Okay, so lunatics. I think they should eliminate alcohol on airplanes, frankly. I think they should eliminate passengers on airplanes. There'd be better flights. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989-898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989-898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989-898 with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers. I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989-898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Let's go to Breitbart News. Wait, no, that's the whole deal with the Post. UK official says lockdowns will return. Citizens have learned the behavior. Oh, they're controlling the Brits again. That's That ties into the alcohol job. Report China has had intelligence base in Cuba for at least 30 years. This is in Breitbart, great site. Top Republicans seek special counsel probe into IRS whistleblower retaliation. Um, hmm. What? Social credit? Bank blocks account for parents' organization opposed to child transing. Oh, that's horrible. This is disgusting. Schumer gun control push after shooting rock Democrat-run cities. You mean the one by the black trans? Or why don't they just ban them instead of banning guns? North Carolina governor vetoes the ban on trans athletes and sterilizing kids. What kind of governor is this? This man belongs in a mental hospital and or a prison. Disney star Coco Lee dead at 48 by suicide. No comment. 
I don't know, left-wing Australian lawmaker sneers at big baby Don Jr. over canceled tour. Okay, enough of that. White House cocaine culprit unlikely to be found. <laughs> White House cocaine mystery grows. But West Wing is under constant surveillance. Oh, wait a minute. So they have cameras everywhere in the West Wing. Cocaine found in a zippered bag in White House work area. They're going to blame it on the Secret Service. Work area. Found in a work area of the West Wing. Uh-huh. Found in a White House library is incorrect. Oh, oh. Oh, it was incorrect, citing Secret Service spokesman Anthony Guglielmi. Small amount of white powdery substance. It's probably baby powder. Somebody probably got a little sweaty palms and needed baby powder. It's all, it's all, it's nothing. It's nothing. No, it's nothing. Biden and his family were at Camp David when a uniformed Secret Service agent found the substance during a patrol of the West Wing around 6 p.m. Sunday. Blah, 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 preliminary test. We have a yellow bar saying Coke hydrochloride, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay, I got it. They're sweeping it under the rug again. If it was a Trump White House and Coke was found, forget about it. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. What a disgrace, huh? They did a hazmat response. Let's go to the Michael Savage website, michaelsavage.com. Top right, Carrie Lake with Michael Savage. Can America be saved? Great interview. If you missed it, don't. Great article in the American Thinker, Avoiding a Savage Destruction of This Nation. Good article. All 600-plus podcast episodes here. Wow, I did 600 already? Video. Biden laughs as reporters ask him about cocaine found in the White House. What else? <laughs> French military investigates whether off-duty troops turned vigilante during riots. In other words, whether they did their job to try and stop the riots. No, they're going to be found guilty of stopping... The illegal alien immigrant welfare leech scum. Uh, mixing Texas boy Rudy Faraya is trapped as sex slave by own mother who made him play daddy activist. I don't even want to read it. Supermarket employee fired for recording three men stealing laundry detergent. Again, they have criminalized self-defense. They have criminalized anyone who wants to enact the law. It's frightening. Videos, Biden wanders around lost, slurs through July 4th speech. Did you see that video? It's frightening. It's frightening. He didn't know where he was. He was talking to the drums on the stage. Our president was talking to the drums on the stage. And we're sitting here like dunces. Let's go to the Drudge Report. Britney Spears smacked in Vegas. <laughs> Cameras to crack co-caper. Yeah, right. Come on. Americans have quit quitting. Jobs data shatters expectations. What? 10-year yield tops 4%. Two-year climbs above 5 Zuckerberg launches Twitter killer. Ukraine tensions spike with U.S. radiation detector ready. Let me tell you about that one. It's going to be a false flag about the uh, nuclear reactor, and it's going to bring the United States and the West into the war. Let me repeat that. I trust Zelensky as much as I trust uh, Biden, as much as I trust Putin, as much as I trust any politician running a country. Hillary headlines NAACP convention. Can't she just go away? Alex Soros has now visited White House at least 20 times. Ugh. Oh, I have comments to make about Alex Soros Jr. What else is in the news? Uh, Australian Prime Minister calls Don Jr. big baby after tour postponement. <laughs> uh, report Madonna had to be brought back from the dead. I thought she died 30 years ago. That's not funny. But I did think she died. She is like a skank to me, Madonna. Ugly, now talentless, like an old Yenta from Queens who can't sing anymore, whose ankles hurt her when she dances. And what is she still on the stage for? She's not a podcaster who can just sit behind a microphone. Jerusalem Post used to be a great uh, website. Turned into a left-wing hit site. Israeli murdered in terror shooting near West Bank settlement of Kedumin. Okay, Israel's on the verge of not only a civil war, Jew against Jew, but a war, Jew against Arab, Arab against Jews. It's awful what's going on. IDF strikes Lebanon after anti-tank missile hits near Gasha border town. The Ukrainian Army's 80th Airborne Brigade returns to Bakhmut. 
Oh, God, why don't they tell him to stop the fighting? We have no world leadership. We have nothing but grifters and con men and con women and psychopaths on drugs. This war should have been stopped a long time ago. I don't want to read any more about Ukraine and Russia. I want it over. All these young men being mutilated and killed. Let me tell you what we know from those who really know. Over 250,000 Ukrainian men are dead. We don't know the number of Russian dead. There's estimates ranging from 50 to 150,000 men dead. That's almost a half a million dead and injured men. Do you understand how big this is? All we hear about is, you know, war fever, war fever, war fever. It's awful. And we're supposed to cheer on one side or the other. I don't know the madness. You know, peace is patriotic. It is patriotic. Let's go to the next website, Fox News, and then I'll call it a day. Top Obama official slams ruling claiming Biden violated America's First Amendment rights. What? Someone criticized Biden? Eric Holder? Attorney General Eric Holder under Obama rips stupid court order after Judge Block's Biden administration's communication with social media companies. I honestly don't even understand it. Uh, communicate with social media part of our alleged government efforts to suppress first. Of course the government suppresses free speech. Of course that's what Biden does. He's a dictator. Anything else? What, what else is new? Eric Holder was a criminal. He did, he did. Eric Holder is still in the news. The man who did Fast and Furious and shipped machine guns to Mexico. That guy? Him and Obama are the road to perdition. They began the death of America. What else is in the news? I can't even read the news anymore. Not only is it confusingly written, but it's hard to put your head around this stuff. So let me go to one other paper. It's worthless, USA Today. Here, see? They're the most worthless of all. Remember I called USA away? Who reads that garbage? That's like strawberry shortcake for diabetics. Nearly half of the nation's tap water contains forever chemicals. Here's who is at risk. Why did you talk about the chemicals that the cities put into their water, like fluoride, instead of the toxic chemicals which are also in the water? I should do a whole show on the fluoridation of water. One of the greatest criminal acts in the history of mankind is the fluoridation of water. Nothing else in USA away. I did this. I did that. Let's go. To, oh, you know, the worst is the sadly the worst is San Francisco Gate. Then I'm going to call it a day. Man found dead in Death Valley amid highest temperature on Earth. Duh. Who goes hiking in Death Valley in a heat wave? Get me the F off this plane. Flight to Hawaii. Diverged to Oak over bomb threat. Terrible. Former Newsom opponent is already angling for Trump's VP slot. Who's this? Larry Elder. I don't, don't get me started on Larry Elder. Um, not only was he a bad talk show host. Let it go with that. I mean, you'll think I'm just jealous. I'm not. The man is talentless. Cozy SF French Bistro is closed after more than three decades. What else is new? Another restaurant closed? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing in the news here. The, the SF gate is the worst. It's the saddest thing. They don't report the crime. They don't report the weakness, softness on crime. They don't report anything. It's just like which restaurant not to go to, which one's closing. David Zaslav killed HBO and Batgirl. Now he's aiming at GQ. Now he's had an article deleted from GQ's website. Okay, Zaslav, I don't know who he is. He runs that stuff. He's powerful. There's nothing else here. Father of missing California man believes son was swept away in Yosemite waters. Would you believe me if I tell you all the years I've lived in California, I've never, never been to Yosemite? Top California Dems adopt same excuse for keeping Feinstein in Senate. She got one eye hanging off her face. The other one, one doesn't work. She's in a wheelchair. She doesn't know where she is. But they don't want her out of the Senate because she matches Biden's uh, mental acuity and the one from Pennsylvania, Fetterman. I mean, they have the hottest party on earth. And that, my friends, is not all the news. A prowler is fondling sleeping women's feet in Tahoe hotel rooms. Oh, boy, that's the best they could do. There's really nothing left. There's nothing. Ben and Jerry's, you should not ever eat that poison. First of all, ice cream is bad for you. It's children food, and even children shouldn't eat it. I would say if I would devise one food to destroy the health of human beings, it would be ice cream. If I wanted to kill a dog, I'd give him Ben and Jerry's ice cream. They say we're on stolen land. 
Meanwhile, their, their factories are on uh, stolen Indian land. You know about the politically correct, progressive Ben and Jerry's, the two lunatics. All right, my friends, where's Pelosi? Where'd she go? She didn't just disappear. Schwarzenegger taunts now mum Trump official after SCOTUS ruling. Why is Schwarzenegger suddenly reappearing? What's he trying to peddle, a movie or a book? All right, that's all, folks. It's a wrap. This is Michael Savage. Now we're going to go on to the really good stuff for you. The really good stuff is coming up. YouTube shows that I did this week. The first one is, I had to find it for you first. We put them up for a day or two, then we take them down to tempt you. It's not good cooking like good sex should be messy. No, it was another one. Then I did one the other night, California, while I would never leave, and that's a good cooking show. Dear father, doctor, father, teacher, friend, mystic, reverend, nutritionist, life coach, therapist, talented, hilarious entertainer. You've been every one of these to me for over a decade at different stages of my life. God bless and keep you always and forever, Dr. Savage. Goodbye. And thank you very much, folks. Thank you very much for your patronage. And I have one question for all of you. Who was the saxophonist who played the tenor sax in Why Do Fools Fall in Love, one of the greatest rock songs ever made? Remember that song? Jimmy Wright. I wish I could play music for you, but I can't. This is Michael Savage. Thanks for listening. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. This is all that remains of a car after protesters drove it into a local mayor's home in a suburb of Paris, setting it on fire. It's been over a week since French Algerian teenager Nahel was shot dead by a police officer and it's unleashed a wave of unrest across France. So Europe is burning because of the Muslim hordes and you're not seeing it in the news. I turned on Fox, I turned on CNN, I turned on all of them and they're not talking about Europe burning from the Muslim hordes. Now let me tell you something before I really begin so you don't accuse me of being something I'm not. Let me quote a, a Muslim, an imam, who says, <laughs> Imam Tawhidi of France said this about the Muslim riots in France now spreading to Belgium, where the Muslims have been invited in. Quote, he said, you France went to the Muslim countries and imported the garbage, and I'm quoting now, imported the garbage that the Muslim countries wanted to put in prison or isolate away from their own societies. Why did you import them? He said, for cheap labor. But he goes on. It's an amazing uh, story here. You went to the Muslim countries and you imported the garbage that the Muslim countries wanted to put in prison or isolate away from society. You went and you imported them. Why? For cheap labor. You imported the garbage that the Muslim countries wanted to put in prison or isolate away from society. And you imported them, why? For cheap labor. This is Imam Tawahidi. These Islamist extremists, they don't want to work. They want free welfare. They want to marry French women, blonde hair, blue eyes. They don't have time to work. They don't want to work. They want free welfare. They want to marry French women, blonde hair, blue eyes. They don't have time to work. Look at Poland. They don't complain about Islamic extremism. Not a single terrorist attack in Poland. The minute there's a problem, they crack down on it. Polish policy, beautiful. French, no. When they come, they use the resources. They go to Washington, D.C., and they sit in Congress. They support the Iranian regime. They go against the sanctions in Congress with their hijab. Why? He said the ideology is filth to begin with. When you import that and you allow it, or you amplify it, or you glorify it in any way, you make your bed, you sleep in it. That is also a problem of the West. The question is, so that's an interview with Imam Tawahidi on French riots. You went to the Muslim countries and imported the garbage that the Muslim countries wanted to put in prison or isolate in their own countries, and you did so for cheap labor. I've tried to warn you for years in almost all of my books, but... You can't find this on, on Fox or CNN. Where have you found this? Nowhere. Well, you, you, I'm repeating it now.
And look what we have here in this country. Take a look at the, the perversion and the filth that we have in this country. In some counties in Marin, they don't even have school board meetings anymore. They're closed to the public. They don't want parents to have any say in the raising of their children or the teaching of their children. That's what liberalism has wrought. I warned you, I warned you, not only is liberalism a mental disorder, liberalism as a religion, as a religion, it's a religion to the uber-libs. It's not an ideology, it's a religion. They found coke in the White House. Whose was it? I don't know, but they said that uh, the first son was in there on Friday. They found it on Sunday. Is it reported on the CNN? What's the difference if they found coke in the White House? Isn't that a isn't that a decision, a choice, a lifestyle choice? It's a choice. Some like coffee. I like caffeine, so some like cocaine. That's the liberal mentality, right? Okay, look, I could go on and on all day long about this. It's not going to change a damn thing. And I'm almost sick and tired of it all, and I may just shortly, you, you won't hear from me much longer. I've been coming to a philosophical point in my life where I realize certain things, and I don't have to share them right now. It's not important that every word be shared. So why am I on you with you today? Because my heart is crying for America. My heart is screaming for Europe. My brain is screaming for Western civilization. Began with the lesbians who screamed, hey, hey, ho, ho, Western Civ has got to go. This is 30 years ago, Bella Abzug and the other filth, vermin, garbage. Hellish, hellish garbage. Hey, hey, ho, ho, Western Civ has got to go. They started chanting that in America. They weren't out to destroy Western civilization. They were out to topple the white European male who stood in the way of the conquest of the West by the lesbian mafia. So now that they've won, Norway, Sweden, all the Nordic countries run by radical feminists until recently, maybe they threw some of them out. All of them warmongers. You would think they would have been peaceniks. Weren't we told that when women took over, we'd have peace on earth? Instead, we have war. Raging war now that the lesbians and gays have taken over the West. We have the brink of World War III. In fact, there was a great article the other day that I read. Is nuclear war inevitable? It's a fabulous article, and I don't want to talk about it because it's too depressing. The logic is almost flawless. This is what they have brought us to. Not peace, not love, but hate and war. So I didn't want to begin with, is Europe burning? What I wanted to talk about was philosophy in a way, because I've been moving more and more in that direction. And I came back upon a great teacher from the 1100s named Maimonides. You may have heard the statement, give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. That was from the great Jewish scholar Maimonides. Give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. I heard that phrase many years ago. I didn't know it was from the great Maimonides. I know Maimonides said, he who saves a single life, it is as though he has saved the entire world. That I have known for years, right? But you look into Maimonides, they call him a Spanish philosopher, which is really funny. He's a Jewish philosopher, not a Spanish philosopher per se, because his, the basic core of his teachings are that of God, not of Spain. <laughs> it shows you. Do not consider it proof just because it is written in books. For a liar who will deceive with his tongue will not hesitate to do the same with his pen. Here's a great one that I've used all my life. No disease that can be treated by diet should be treated with any other means. I've written books since the 70s on diet and disease. But the best one, and he was a mathematician and an astronomer, by the way, he who wishes to attain to human perfection must therefore first study logic, that's from Aristotle, next the various branches of mathematics in their proper order, then physics, and lastly metaphysics. Now this is a man who was deeply religious, who said all leads back into, from God. But 
the most powerful of his statements I put on Twitter the other day, and this is astounding, because this will free you from judging yourself too harshly and free you from judging candidates for the presidency or office too harshly. Every man should view himself as equally balanced, half good and half evil, half good and half evil. Likewise, you should see the entire world as half good and half evil. And with a single good deed, he will tip the scales for himself and for the entire world to the side of good, Maimonides. You look him up in the 1100s, half and half. So that means you are half good and half evil, equally balanced, half good, half evil. You not struggle with that? You not struggle with that? Of course you do. Don't lie to yourself. You know you're half good and half evil, and you're struggling with it all day long. So you go to Maimonides, and you see wisdom that has lasted through the ages. And one woman answered with this. I wish I could find it instantly. I didn't prepare this so I would have the answer. It's beautiful. Man saving a turtle, that was a beautiful one. Let's see if it's on michaelsavage.com. I must find it. It's about the Native American view of uh, this particular issue. What's this? Media, French media reports vigilante gang zip-tying riders and handing them to police. Don't tell that to the French ACLU. Oh, no, don't tell that to the vermin in the legal profession in France. Liberté, equality, fraternité. Let it burn to the ground. I do not care. I'm a socialist. You import garbage and you get garbage. No, I don't have it. But it's from a Native American view of the 50-50 deal. Cocaine found at the White House Secret Service preliminary tests revealed white powder that sparked hazmat situation was illegal drug. You didn't see that on CNN? I have a great podcast out with Carrie Lake, who I really admire. Can America be saved? And I recommend you go listen to it because many of you haven't had the time yet. Carrie Lake with Michael Savage. I would say it's one of my best interviews and best podcasts to date. She's a hero of mine. Worth listening to. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. You went to the Muslim countries and you imported the garbage that the Muslim countries wanted to put in prison or isolate away from society. You went and you imported them. Why? For cheap labor. You, France, went to the Muslim countries and imported the garbage that the Muslim countries wanted to put in prison or isolate from their own societies. And the imam says, why? For cheap labor? And someone I respect says, no, that's not why. It was for socialist votes. The same way Biden and the Democrats are importing third world uh, refuse into this country, the barbarian hordes that nobody wants in El Salvador, Nicaragua, Guatemala. They don't want them. These are, the, these are the people that these countries hate. And so the leaders of Guatemala, El Salvador, Nicaragua, they send them to Yankee land. And the stupid Yankees want them because Biden is so greedy and insane. The Democrat Party is so corrupt that they'll take criminals and bums to check another vote for get another Democrat. And that's the death of the West. And that's why it's hard for me to go on because I don't see a future right now. So I'm going back to philosophy like Maimonides. He wrote, you must accept the truth from whatever source it comes. How many years have I told you that I, years ago I did a, a, a show on my view of religion, which is the wheel. God is at the center and there are different spokes and the different spokes, the different ways to approach God. Judaism, Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism are the major religions. They all approach God in a different way. Well, all the great evils which men cause to each other because of certain intentions, desires, opinions, or religious principles are likewise due to non-existence because they originate in ignorance, which is absence of wisdom. This is logic. I'll re repeat it because it has to be thought about. All the great evils which men cause to each other because of certain intentions, desires, opinions, or religious principles are likewise due to non-existence because they originate in ignorance, 
which is absence of wisdom. If a person studies too much and exhausts his reflective powers, he will be confused and will not be able to apprehend even that which had been within the power of his apprehension. For the powers of the body are all alike in this respect. Well, I love philosophy, and I'm quoting to you now from the great Jewish philosopher, Maimonides, May it's hard, Maimonides, M-A-I-M-O-N-I-D-E-S, Maimonides, also known as the Rambam. And he wasn't revered by the Jews of his time. Many of them castigated him. He was like a Jesus in many ways to the Jews because he wasn't Jewish enough. He talked outside the rabbinic teachings. He talked philosophy, logic, scientific method. And so he was not, not loved completely. And so you look at who he was when he lived. Amazing, isn't it? Born in Cordoba, Spain in 1138. Now I'm going to talk about his birth date for a moment. Moses ben Maimon, commonly known as Maimonides, and referred to by the acronym Rambam, was a Sephardic Jewish philosopher who became one of the most prolific and influential Torah scholars of the Middle Ages. He was influenced by Abul Walid Muhammad ibn Rushid, Aristotle, and many others. Many others. Many others. Plato, Aristotle, he read all the great Greek philosophers. He would be hated by the American left today. He's buried in Tiberias, in a tomb. It's an interesting story for you to study. Born in 1138 and died in 1204 in Egypt. Now, I'm mentioning this for a couple of reasons that you may or may not believe, but I think it's important that you hear me because it's my story right now. You ready for my story right now? Here's my story. I went out with a young, pious scholar the other day, took him for a drink. He's an Orthodox Jewish man. They live by the book. They live and die by the book. They're the type who would rather be shot than give up their belief in God. They're the fanatics, in other words. And without the fanatics, we'd have no religion left at all. At all. There'd be no religion left at all. Especially in Jewish tradition, all you'd have is uh, bagels and locks and Woody Allen. That's what all will be left in, in Judaism, is bagels and locks. The B'neighborith Jews, who gave rise to so many in this administration of Biden, all of them are the fallen Jews. Not one of them, so far as I know, is a follower of the Bible or of God. They're Jewish by culture, and they say that. Yeah, I'm Jewish by culture. That would be 90% of Biden's administration. They don't know what God is. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in the hereafter. They don't believe in any of that. They believe in themselves and in the philosophy of doing good, meaning whatever they want to do is good. So listen to this. I go, he and I talk, this guy, and he says to me, I have a gift for you. He didn't say to me, Michael, I have a gift for you. Let's get together. I called him to get together. And I'll tell you that story since I have time today to tell you stories. It's a very important story. There's a very famous religious Hasidic story that goes like this. A rabbi in New York is called by the head rabbi in Belgium many years ago. And it's, you don't ask the head guy why he's calling you and he says, come to Belgium. The guy doesn't ask, why should I come to Belgium? He goes to Belgium, books a ticket, gets on a plane. The plane stops over in London. The rabbi who's heading to Belgium gets off in London. He has to wait a few hours in the terminal. He goes and sits on a bench, and next to him on the bench is a man, and they begin to talk. And the man on the bench, and he talk, and he asks him what he's doing, and the rabbi asks him what he's doing, and he says, I'm not doing well. He said, I'm going to end my life today. I'm very unhappy. I'm depressed. I have no reason to live. So the rabbi talks with him and talks with him and tells him why life is sacred and it's not his life to take that his body and his life belong to God. That's why, you know, in Judaism, in Islam, in Christianity, it's not your life to take. We don't believe in assisted suicide. So the rabbi talks him out of suicide, gives him hope to go on, and says when your time comes, God will take you, and it's not your time. 
And the guy says he won't commit suicide. So that's that story. So the rabbi gets on his connecting flight. He goes to Belgium, goes all the way into the head rabbi's house who called him. They usher him in. And so the guy from New York, the rabbi says, uh, Rabbi, please tell me, why did you ask me to come to Belgium? So the head rabbi says to him, tell me what happened with you on the way here. So the traveling rabbi says to him, well, I, I was on a flight. I had to stop in London. And I met a man. And he says, and? And the man was going to commit suicide. And I told him about the sacred nature of life and why he must not commit suicide. And the man said he wouldn't. That's what happened on the way here, he says to the head rabbi. So the head rabbi says, now you can go home. He answered his own question. This is a spiritual story I'm telling you. It's a mystical story. It's a Hasidic story. This is how they operate in another realm. It's not on this dimension, two-dimensional, three-dimensional. It's a fifth dimension. The very pious people work on another level. I was the one who told you that way back when, when Trump was running, he was playing three-dimensional chess. Everybody else was playing backgammon or checkers. It's been used over and over again. I'm the one who came up with three-dimensional chess because I operate in the three-dimensional chess world. And that's leading me to tell you something that you don't have to believe me, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway. This same rabbi who, who I told the story to about the travelers, he himself didn't know the story, this young rabbi, didn't know this story at all. So I'll bring it down to today. So uh, on Sunday or Monday, I had been invited to see a ritual where the uh, religious people don't cut the young boy's hair till he's three years old. It's a certain holiday. I don't know what it is. And then they have a holiday a celebration where they clip the hair and they save the hair. And I was invited to attend and I didn't get there till it was over. I accidentally called this other rabbi. I thought it was his son. And he said, no, it was the other guy. It's not like they all look alike to me, but really with the black coats and the black hats, and the, they all look alike, many of them. So I said, look, I meant to go to the other guy's thing, and I called you. So he said to me, Michael, do you want to get together? I said, okay, let's meet for a drink. So although they follow kosher food laws, they're allowed to drink vodka, which I like about that. So I met him in a bar, went to have a drink together because he's allowed to have alcohol. And then we talked, and we had a wonderful time, and I told him the story of the Belgium and the rabbi. And he said, I never heard that story. And he said, you know, Michael, I want to tell you something. I said, what's that? He said, you know, I know that you may be a reincarnation of Maimonides. I said, what? He said, well, you have exactly the same birth date and the same birth time in the Jewish calendar. I said, okay. Isn't that just a coincidence? He said, he said, no, there's much more to it than that. He said, all the years you traveled as a scientist collecting plants, and your plants are now in a major museum for the world to study for ages to come, you're like the same kind of doctor, a herbal doctor, that Maimonides was to the, to the leader, uh, uh, the, the sultan. He was also a scientist. And he said, the way you speak and the way you have explain things to so many people, you know. I said, well, I don't know if I believe in reincarnation to begin with. And it's funny that he brought it up. He said, well, you have exactly the same birth date and the birth time, and you have similar genius. That's coming from another person. So if, if it comes from me, you're not, you're not going to believe it. But if it doesn't come from me, who will it come from? It won't come from anyone in the media. You're not going to read it or hear it anywhere. So if you believe in reincarnation, and I'm not sure that I do anymore, because I wrote this just a week ago, two weeks ago, a month ago, I don't know. I said, why karma does not matter? Because we do not remember our past lives. So why even think about it? I mean, that's logic. Why karma doesn't matter? We do not remember our past lives. So what's the difference what we did? Are you like that? You catch what I just said to you? We hear it's karma and he'll get paid off in karma. Maybe he won't. Some of the worst bastards on earth live to a ripe old age. Look at Stalin. He killed millions, tortured them to death. He lived to a ripe old age. So what, what's the karma of the reincarnated Stalin? I don't know. 
Why karma does not matter? Because we do not remember our past lives. So in other words, let's say the rabbi is right, and I'm a reincarnation of the Rambam. Let's say for a minute, take that side of it. What difference does it make? I don't remember living in Egypt. I don't remember leaving, living in any of the places where he was born in, in Spain, although I do like paella, and I'm a good paella chef, and I love visiting Spain when I was young. I think Spain is a beautiful country in many ways, not just from the religious point of view. It's a beautiful Catholic nation. Am I a reincarnation of Maimonides? I don't know. Born in Cordoba, Spain in 1138. My herbal medicine. Why was I drawn to practice herbal medicine and travel the world looking for cures? Why are my plant collections in seven museums around the world? What was that about? Who drove me? What drove me there to live in these villages and collect plants? And then to document them and, and how they were used. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. I have to show you something if I can find it. Give me a minute. Here it is. Gift of New Ethnobotany Collection to UC Jeps. It's a big story to people in the world. In the fall of 2022, the Herbaria received a special donation of 149 plant specimens from Fiji. The specimens were collected from 1971 to 1973 by Dr. Michael Weiner during his PhD research on nutritional ethnomedicine. During his research, Dr. Weiner worked with Fijian healers and practitioners to learn how the plants were used, and this detailed information was kept in field journals and was later published. An excerpt of the ethnobotanical information will be included with the specimens on a label that will be placed in the packet. Dr. Weiner holds master's degrees from the University of Hawaii in medical botany and medical anthropology and a PhD from UC Berkeley in health and medical science. Since completing his degrees, Dr. Weiner has written 20 books that draw on his expertise in the field of nutritional ethnomedicine. With a generous gift to the Herbaria Futures Endowment Fund and an additional gift to support a UC Berkeley student, the specimens are being mounted, databased, and imaged. It is our pleasure to now be the stewards of this collection. And here is one of my collections with the original label. In case you think that it's all in meaningless, it's because you're an ignorant fool. There are those who understand scholarly work, and the thing about plant collections, they last for hundreds of years. But this is just the beginning. There are 18 cartons of all of my writings, 18 cartons that have been documented now for well over a year by a team from a university, and they're going to be moved in September into the permanent collections. And I'll tell you more about that in another time. So my work will be there for scholars to study for years to come. My journals, my writings, my published, my unpublished, my fiction, my nonfiction, my poetry. Things you've heard about, things you haven't heard about. The multi-dimension, Michael Savage, so I said to the university, the, the curator of this library when we first started, I said, you know, I'm tar-brushed as a conservative or a this or a that. She said, no, no. She said, listen, first of all, we, we don't judge people by their politics. We collect great authors. And she said, You're, you are so multi-dimensional, poet, scientist, botanist. Radio talk show host, she said, you're a multidimensional human being, so we're honored to have your collections. So this is good. The cartons are in another facility that I have, 12, 18 cartons of, of things. I'll, I may do another podcast showing you what's the, the outside of the cartons and what's in them. It even includes my daily journals that I wrote for years. It's hard to let go of them. I, I mean, I used to write journals incessantly and religiously. But more than that, I have daily planners, weekly planners going back to the 1970s. I'm one of these guys who like keeps a book. I'll show it to you. Hold on now of what I still do. It organizes my mind. And so I've done this for years. Each year I buy them. And each year I keep daily notes of what I put in them. Like this is the book for 2023, which I assume is the year we're living in, I hope. And I make notes of what I do each day. I have these going back to 1974. This is this year. Very interesting to me why I've done this. Why am I fanatically religious or obsessive compulsive about it? Why do I note everything I do? 
Why? Because I do. I do, therefore I am. And one day, there will be someone who will want to write a detailed biography of me, and they'll look back to the 70s, and they'll see the notes that I made about what I was doing of any significance that day, including my travels, my wants, my hopes, my dreams, the crashes in my life, and, and such. Why? Well, there's certainly, you know, vanity. All is vanity, I get that. But without vanity, there'd be no world. So that's not a bad thing. There's good vanity and there's bad vanity. Remember I started by saying 50% good, 50% bad. Not all vanity is evil. Without vanity, there'd be nothing. Man, man wouldn't paint the painting. See the painting behind me? That, she, she painted it, what, 1914, why? Because she knew she was a great artist and she wanted to capture that mountain exploding. Northern California, her husband took that picture with an old land camera, 1914. Loomis, look up Loomis, L-O-O-M-I-S. Why does an artist paint? Why does an artist sculpt? Why does an artist play a great instrument? Well, for the enjoyment, but also because their ego, their vanity, they want to prove how good they are. Do you understand that? Must I put everything in the vernacular of sports or a boxing match? Why do they box? To prove they're better than the other man. The vanity, all is vanity, but it's not all bad. So not all vanity is bad vanity. I start and go back to the same thing. 50% good, 50% bad. So to finish the story now, to so that same pious rabbi who I bought a drink for, we were leaving the bar and the after, late, it was about five, six o'clock the other day. He had a drink and he said to me, he didn't tell me he had a gift. He said, Michael, I have a gift for you. I said, what gift? He's the same young rabbi who said, you are a reincarnation of Maimonides which is astounding to come from an orthodox religious man. You get it? So he said, I have a gift. I said, what gift? He said, I have a prayer book for you. That is a big prayer book. It's a daily prayer book. And he said, read the Hebrew. Michoel bin Benjamin Rachel. Michoel bin Benjamin Rachel. Michael, the son of Benjamin and Rachel, Dr. Michael Weiner. And what this is, is interesting, I have a smaller version of this, which I've carried with me. It's the, uh, called a Siddur. I've taken it all over the world, the one I have. I've conducted services alone in Fiji when I was alone and lonely, like uh, holiday prayers. I get lonely sometimes. I light the candles to say a prayer to myself, for, for, not to myself, by myself. But there's everything in here. It's like a full thing, you know, what to do on a holiday, what to do on a children's illness, God forbid, what to say on during a marriage. I could perform a marriage, God forbid, a, a yurt site for someone who died, mourner's cottage. I don't even want to repeat that. But all sorts of stuff, what you say in the morning and all of that. I'm not a religious man. I'm not a very pious man. I say I'm a highly spiritual man very deeply connected to the uh, creator and to God. And I don't follow the doxies of, of the religion to a great extent. I'm not embarrassed that I don't. Uh, sometimes wish that I was a little more pious than I may become, so who knows? But right now, no. Right now, I'm just floating around like a leaf in the wind sometimes. So how do I conclude today's story? Gonna, we've taken a lot of rides with each other today. It's so deep, this one, in so many different ways that I'm going to have to have this one transcribed because it's almost a biography, an autobiography that I just gave you. It'll be a big piece of an autobiography. In fact, I'll transcribe it and begin an autobiography or turn it over to a biographer. I almost hired a biographer last year and it was too much work. I didn't want to focus on my life. So how do you end a thing like this? I don't have a direct answer of how to say to you how to end this. Other than this, I'll tell you how I end it. So a number of years ago, I suffered a cardiac event. Let's leave it at that. They call it an, an event. And as I'm being wheeled into the emergency room and I'm on some kind of drug, you know, before they wheel you in for the, I, thank God it wasn't a catastrophic event. It was a, a stent. But they said you almost died. So as I'm being wheeled in, I start the prayer for that 
people are supposed to say when they die, when they feel they're going to die. Shema Yisrael Adonai Lehen Adonai Echod, and I'm repeating it in English. Blessed are you, blessed art thou, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has given us life. Shema Yisrael Adonai Lehen Adonai Echod. Blessed art thou, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has given us life. Shema Yisrael Adonai Lehen Adonai Echod. I'm doing it over and over and over again on the gurney. They do their thing, they come out of the thing, I'm in the recovery room the next day, and the, the surgeon, a young Hispanic genius who went to Harvard, summa cum laude, says to my wife, he's okay, your husband was delirious last night. As we were wheeling him into the uh, emergency room, the surgery ward, he was mumbling to himself. I said, doctor, I wasn't mumbling to myself. I was praying to God. I said, doctor, you're a genius in medicine and science, but there's two sides to everything, including the spiritual and religious. It's not just science and medicine. I was praying for recovery. You get it? The religious, spiritual, the science, all together. And on that note, I think I will conclude. Maybe I can find a prayer for you in here for today. I don't even know what the prayer might be. What should it be? What prayer should I make with you today? Prayer for travelers? No. Blessings for various occasions? Let's see that because this is a, an occasion. That's not a bad one. Blessings for various occasions. I was going to call this independence, freedom from judgmentalism. Freedom from judgmentalism. We all need judgment. We should never lose our judgment, but we should lose our judgmentalism. 50-50. We're half good, half bad. The other man is half good, half bad. The politicians who you want to be 100% one way or not, they're half good and half bad. It relieves you of the pressure. Maimonides, Rambam, a guide for the perplexed. A guide for the perplexed. Freedom from judgmentalism. That should be the end of today's sermon. Because I could go to the book. It's not going to be as meaningful to you as what I just read to you. Let me just see blessings for various occasions, page 86. I don't know if there's anything in here that would be of any value to anybody out there or relevant to today. Yes, I know what to conclude with. It's not in here. So this pious young man who said that you are a reincarnation of Maimonides said to me, someone once asked the head rabbi, why do mosquitoes exist? They give nothing to the world. They just take. They sting you and they just take blood. They give nothing. They take nothing. So they said to the rabbi, why did they exist? Why did God create mosquitoes who just take? And the answer is to remind us not to be like a mosquito. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and learned something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.